space-time, the ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek Podcast. We are on Season 3, Episode 37, Season 2, Episode 11 for our chrono date. And we are in Precious Cargo, the infamous ugh, episode. It's like, oh my God, why are we watching this? I'm Dan, one of the hosts, and... I'm Dan too. And between us, we are... Dan! Dan, Dan. Dan, Dan. Dan. Oh, I might, I might do a smooth Barry White version of our jingle as well. I quite like that. It's like, oh, yeah, dead, dead. Yeah. Because um, I think that would be quite fitting for this episode, given that yeah. it's pretty much the whole episode is two, two really gorgeous people have sex on a planet. That's <laughs> all this is leading to. Anyway, um, how are you, Dan? How are oh, you? Fine, thank you. Yes, very well. Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not bad. As we were just saying, recording, Rise, um, I'm sort of now back in work. We're recording this in March, and this will probably come out just at the end, tail end of April. Um, and so I'm just starting to feel like I'm back at work now. Um, I look forward to listening to this episode once we're fully back in and full swing, and we've had Easter and all this kind of stuff. And that's when like the the tension ramps up as all the yes. big summer festival stuff starts coming in. Um, so yeah, yeah. Pay pay attention to Dan when you're editing this. Just uh, you know, think it was nice and easy just a couple of weeks ago, and now you're now you're sweating it and having thousands of people turn up. But there we go. Uh, Precious Cargo. What were your thoughts on the episode? Any remembrance of this? Is this one that sticks in the brain? It, unfortunately, yeah, yes, it sort of does stick in the brain because of like because of the badness, really. <laughs> you know, um, but actually, when I watched it. The details certainly hadn't stuck in the brain, fortunately. You know, there was a sort of, I just sort of remember them finding a, a woman in a in a casket, you know, taking her off to a planet, you know, all mm. that sort of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, 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 the gory details didn't necessarily stick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the same on this one. I I know that this episode exists because it it's it's not always in the same breadth as Threshold and you know uh, Code of Honor and things like that which are really reviled for obvious reasons. This one is so bad people genuinely try to forget it. Mm. I, I just I, it doesn't really come up in like conversations when you're on Facebook or Twitter or it's never really the one that that rises to the surface. Maybe it's so bad we don't want to talk about it. We had the seventh. We had the seventh. You're right. See, I think um, having rewatched it, mm. I don't think the premise is too bad. Mm. It's the execution is a problem. So the story mm. itself is okay. You know, it's sort of like a typical sort of TOS episode in a way. You know, mm. they land on a planet. You know, they sort of a crash shuttle for one of a better word. You know, mm-hmm. it's a crash shuttle episode really in lots of ways. And um, but just the you know the the stuff like just when she's there's a bit where the the the, the princess or whatever she is is getting into the into the escape pod and she has to rip her skirt 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> and then the bit when they roll into the water and, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember messaging you whilst I was watching it. It was like, oh, oh now they've fallen in the water. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's fallen in the water. <laughs> Crying out loud. And, and that's the problem with the episode, it, you know. there's a, I mean, the other thing is I noticed is that it's very like... um um Atlanta Troyes, is it? I can never remember. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. The TOS episode, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sort of feisty woman who has to needs to be controlled and all that stuff. So that, there's all that stuff going on as well, which is utterly awful. <laughs> I also noticed that for some reason they appear to escape in a giant dusty bin. This is lovely dusty bin. Do you like him? Oh, he's a sweetheart. I love him dearly. Unfortunately, he's our booby prize. Dusty was a great character for us because it broadened the range of the audience. Uh, obviously, he was a great favourite with the, with the younger kids uh, and young children used to love him. And, you know, a lot of the older people watching used to find him quite cute and he'd be dolled up in whatever the theme of the show was. Oh, yes, Dusty, look at that. It looks marvellous, but don't let him fool you, of course. He has to have his bin liner changed three times a day. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten that as well. But yeah, why? <laughs> it's very odd, you know. Um, so yeah, just the whole, you know, but the story itself, the, the idea of the story isn't awful. Mm-hmm. Just the choices they made to make these, you know, bad, bad, bad. And just just what is wrong with Enterprise, really? You know, mm. you know that is, it's, oh. It's almost every bit of sexy, creepy Trek that Mm. we've been picking up on from season one up to this point has come to a head. It's it's sort of almost boiled up and now it feels like it's ready to serve if anyone wants some. Um, It's just, it doesn't make any sense. All of the scenes are just leading to the point of them crash landing on a planet, um, having sex and getting picked up again. There is no other reason for any of of the scenes. Except for one, one that actually had me howling with laughter because I thought it was just so batch crazy, uh, and it's Archer's uh, gambit, Archer's little oh, plan yes. to try and extract the information from the other guy who, who yeah. gets left behind, and uh, that Tapal went along with it yeah. and was acting her socks off. Um, I love that whole, whole idea. She was really getting into it. I feel like again that was also all of the Vulcan splaining and yeah. all of the. HR problems and and the bullying ha- harassment in the workplace all coming to a head and she was taking it out on this alien and sort of you know living the the dream of being in the robes and judging humans and also this alien as well. Uh, I felt like that came from a deep rooted place and it was very yes. uh, very, very Stanislavski if we want to go method. <laughs> the only the only problem with that of course is that at the beginning of the episode she showed him to his quarters. Mm. Very, very sort of politely, very not, you know, this this sort of this sort of mad, you know, executioner just, mm-hmm. just shows him to his quarters. It's like, and then, <laughs> you know, so I mean, even that is a bit, you know, it's I agree with you. It, it's quite fun, you know, the idea mm. of it and all that stuff about, you know, we start with eighty people, and we've got seventy six <laughs> left, and all this sort of stuff. You know, you know, I mean, that, that's quite. I agree, that's that's quite funny, but you know, again, you know. Another problem with with Enterprise, you know, if you're going to do that, then don't have her as part of, you know, I mean, I know they didn't plan to do that, but, but do you know what I mean? Sort of in the episode yeah. structure, you know. Yeah. You know, she's been polite and she's been nice to him and stuff. And then suddenly she's meant to be this murderous lunatic. 
you know. <laughs> when we all know the real character who should have been that is uh, Reed. Yes, he should indeed, have been the yeah. one with yeah. a face pistol on the yeah. table pointed at him, uh, just like in the darkness, you know, have a bit yeah. of shadow over his eyes. Um, or, you know, as no one knows him and no one's seen him, Travis. Bring him in as this character. He's like the execution. No one talks about the execution of Travis. Oh, we call him the Mayweather because, you know, he may let you go or he, whether or not you are guilty or not. <laughs> you know, they, they they could use so much more with Travis on this. Or Hoshi, because she's talking in all these other languages. Mm. She could turn over. She'd be talking Japanese to someone else and switch off her universal yeah. translator to like put him off. And these, there were so many other things they could have done with the character. But then that would take logic and planning. And the idea that this episode should be anything more than the garbage <laughs> that you put in the dusty bin that they are flying in. Um, oh, God. Yeah. We're, uh, sorry, uh, listeners, uh, just to point out, we are doing the Elkar system, yes. but uh, we are basically trashing the episode for about five minutes. And then we'll go into the criteria because we just don't want to talk about this one. Um yeah, the, the Gambit, I think, was funny, and it was genuinely yeah. the most enjoyable part for me, and I, and I don't know about yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, the the sudden swing that they were so nice at the beginning of the episode to these guys, for them to believably yeah. take on board that this Vulcan is somehow murderous and evil and um, that the whole mood of the ship has somehow changed to this executioner boat <laughs> that she seems to work. Um, yeah, so strange. But, yeah, all of the... Um, I was a perfect gentleman scenes with yeah. Trip. Um, I, I, to be fair, though, on this, I, there is no Trip hatred because I feel like he acted really? the way I felt like he should act. Okay. You know, he wasn't pushing for it. You know, like in, um, oh, God, see, I've blanked blank that off from my memory as well. <laughs> Oasis, yes. uh, in back in Oasis. I felt that was, it was creepy. It was lecherous. Yep. He, the way he was sort of lettering on to um the the daughter and he was trying to uh, win her over with sort of charm some sort of texan floridian charm as we found out uh from christine the other week that felt creepy whereas this i felt like he was genuinely not interested in her and it sort yeah. of only came out when they got into the dustbin uh, and flew off because uh, yeah you are absolutely right so it's a it's a turned on its side American trash can with a couple of hair dryers for the thrusters. That's all it is. They must have had the worst budget for this episode. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't feel like he wound me up in this episode. So it didn't feed on to my traitorid for them. Okay. Even the um, uh, harmonica at the beginning, I thought that might be a. It was going to get there. And then I realized that's probably the only thing that winds me up, but you know, of course he plays the harmonica. Of course he does. You know, maybe I'm just getting complacent in my hatred. It's like, I'm just accepting it now. I'm just beaten down by the fact that he's just there. I'm going to stick with it. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just let it go. How about retread? Do you feel like Reed did enough this episode? No, no. I can't. Do you know what? I can't even think what he, what he did. Oh, he did that bit when he met, met the bloke halfway and took him and he got mm -hmm. shot at. And shot back. Mm -hmm. Then he shot at the the um, spaceship, didn't he? Once, which he seemed quite happy about. Yeah. But other than that, he didn't really do a lot, did he? He did sort of standard Malcolm things. Mm. Yeah. What I find unbelievable is that um, as they flew through the cloud that the, the merchant had made, um, it clogged up their uh, their reactors. Now, for the last six weeks, 
um, Trip has been saying he hasn't unclogged the reactors. So how can it clog up something that's still clogged up? Um, <laughs> you know, it's still there. I don't think that actually that cloud did anything. I think it's yeah. just genuinely he's so bad at his job that he just didn't bother doing it. And now Enterprise has to suffer for it. Maybe that will play into our consequences. I don't know. Um, anything else to say on this episode? The last final now in the coffin was that bit when when um, they get found and yeah. Reed an archer says to him, "Oh, am I interrupting?" This is <laughs> oh god. <laughs> they don't challenge him on it. They don't yeah. mention anything. Oh god. I mean, at least have a topol moment where it's like again, again yes. trip. <laughs> oh god, Commander Tucker, just stop. Just stop yes. it now. Oh God. Just there's nothing precious about this episode. I don't I don't like it like it or enjoy it. No. But again, as we were saying before recording, I don't know whether I hate it more than the seventh. Mm. Because when when we were talking about the seventh, it was like the absence of a story. Yeah. It felt like the characters were just doing actions on the yes. screen that paid no sense or attention to previous character development or anything like that. It just came out of nowhere. This feels like it, it it would be a season two maybe a season one episode if anything yep. uh, like this they still don't know who trip is they still haven't worked out the characters um but it's it's just awful like there is something to hate about it so it, it opens up that old question again is the absence of something worse mm. than the hatred of something you know the bad episodes the thresholds the really offensive episodes that we're going to have coming up um through all of tos and early tng um, are they somehow better because you can talk about the bad things? You can mm. discuss why they are bad and why something is offensive and, and maybe how you can uh, correct that behaviour and that thinking, whereas the absence of story is just bad television. Is that worse? Yeah, do you know what? I, having rewatched this Precious Cargo, I still think 7th is the worst episode of, of Enterprise. Mm. I'm yet to be knocked off that that <laughs> perch um so the next yeah. 18 years for the next yeah. 18 years of this podcast are you gonna that's the seventh is the is the tip tip top to, to beat at the moment yes it is at the moment certainly i don't <laughs> think enterprise i don't think there's an episode in enterprise that beats it the only one i can think of is um i think it's called the zindi and it's the one when they they go to that sort of mining planet and the Zindi Ooh. guy's got one finger taken off because he's used it for ID and stuff. That's a pretty poor episode. Um, <laughs> and that's the only one I can think of. Oh, and of course, I suppose um, these are these are the journeys or whatever the, the end, the last one is. That I mean, but again, yeah. that's not a bad episode. That's just a travesty episode, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, it's, yeah. it, it's one you can discuss and say, well, you know, it's, Overall, it works, but it didn't need to be the finale. You know, there's yeah. there's a, there's that kind of discussion about it. Whereas seventh is the absence yeah. of discussion. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I edited that episode just a couple of weeks ago, and I did it in thirty minutes. I've never edited an episode that's over or just under an hour in thirty minutes. Just yeah. baffling, baffling. Yeah. Whereas this one could be quite interesting. I don't know how this one's gonna, <laughs> this one's going to go. Um, but that's it. That's locating the episode. Unless there's yeah. anything else you want to say. No, I'm done. No. And I think done. I think that is actually the shortest recording. I think that might even be shorter than the seventh. Um, right. 
in our LCAS system, we've located the point in time, not the really wanted to, but we move on to consequences, which is the C in our LCAS system. Your analogy is very colorful, Captain, but I question whether it addresses the consequences. Consequences, 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 consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Consequences, there's no timey-wimey, so no continuity, but consequences from this episode. Do you think there's anything that sort of comes about from this? I mean, like, for instance, they don't even go back to the planet later on, as is sort of hinted at at the end. Yeah, the whole setup. Like yeah. they've got all the crew going in the shuttles and nothing, yeah. nothing gets mentioned. So you know, they're just it, it's just gone, yeah, into the void. Mm. They could have done all of that scene in the bridge and saved themselves a lot of money, not using all the sets, all the extras, like uh, all the extras in the background who are just loading up the shuttles. They could have saved loads more money and you know piled it into a different episode quite easily. Yep. Uh yeah. Anyway, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Um, maybe Trip Trip should unclog the injectors so they actually get away, do his yeah, job. Maybe. maybe, yeah. That's the only consequence. Well, most I suppose shipping people again. You know, okay. people trafficking. You could yes. ask. You could argue that's a big part of this episode. Yep. It's not dealt with. It's not mentioned. It's not even yep. questioned by the crew. Yep. Um, it's just accepted as something that happens. Yes. So maybe bring in some protocols to you know police the the galaxy so that you're not ferrying people which may come into future episodes. You know, you've got um, The Perfect Mate in TNG, which is, yes. I think, another sort of episode that kind of links into this one as well. Um, so you've got episodes where this sort of stuff happens and you could see that Precious Cargo is the thing that, you know, gave us the protocols that went into those episodes. But really, it doesn't matter. Does it's so inconsequential, doesn't yeah. it? Ugh, it's so awful. Again, this is an episode that I think would have been better in season one, and you could forgive it for more problems. Yes, because you're developing the characters. So I think yeah. it would have had more, perhaps more of a consequence if it had been in the first year, maybe. Mm. Uh, right, alterations. Now this is the big one. Now uh, we're going to swap location, uh, locating the point in time for alterations and expansions. There's nothing I want to see expanded in this. I don't know about you. <laughs> no. I don't want to revisit anything about this episode, dustbins or anything. <laughs> um, but alterations. Now, uh, I set a bit of a challenge for the, uh, last week. Taking the title Precious Cargo doesn't yep. have to be you know, a, a trip-centric episode. It could be a rearrangement of all the different characters. Like we said, it could have been uh, Reed and Travis doing other things, and we could have some other episode. What would you have done with Precious Cargo as the title? Well, I've been thinking about this, and I've decided this this is my pitch. And it's a little bit sketchy, and I'm sure as we talk, we're, it's sort of, you know, we'll we build it up. But a, a planet or a, a species, they, they have lost their pollinators from their planet. Oh, okay. And they have to go and basically get some new pollinators from another planet but the planet they're going to is at war with them oh so they have to find a way to convince us like a, a sort of you know i'm not sure maybe a, like a botanist literally like a botanist not a botanist sorry a, um an apiarist mm. to sort of um you know to sort of get past the 
the problems with the, with the, inter, the the war between the two two planets and sort of say, look, you know, actually this is bigger than that, and we you know we we're going to die out if we don't get this. And then they you know so they got to go down to a the planet. They got to get that this comp, sort of like a um, negotiation to get that, and mm. then they got to get back and and trying to get back, they're being attacked a bit like. Um, the episode where we hit Warp Five, you know, they they they're being sort of pursued and they've got to get back somehow. Mm. And then when they get back, you know, they they solve the problem. So it's sort of like a that's Very that's why. Cool. And then as far as what characters are doing and stuff, um, I think Hoshi is key because she goes and sort of she can mm-hmm. talk between the two peoples, and that sort of happens. Um, there's there's you know they're as they're trying to get away. Obviously, Reed is busy fighting back, and there's mm-hmm. all that stuff going on. Um, Travis is steering the ship, and 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 we only see that for about five seconds, but he is there. Mm. Um, Archer is is sort of talking to the the, the planet that is attacking them, saying, "Look, right. we've got to stop this. This is humanitarian." You know, this Ooh. is beyond the war. You know, this isn't about mm. war. This is about the survival of a, of a rape, you know, species, and you know. And then, um, and then, uh, what else? I don't know who else. Who else we need to get in? Trip is busy, sort of. You know, we've had a, there's a few problems with the engines because it's going at full pelt. Of that sort of, of thing. So he's busy doing all that. Finally, yeah. clogging those injectors. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Says, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and that's it. That's the idea. Very cool. I like that. I mean, every character's got something to do. You know, it's something we've been talking about all the time. You know, it, it avoids the problem of just a, a central character episode. Um, not that those are bad, but, you know, sometimes they have problems because you're ignoring the, the obvious talents around you. Oh, I like that. I really like that. So would that also go into um, you know, introducing this species as a long-term thing or would it just be a one-shot? No, I think I, I like the idea of long term. So yeah, definitely, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. I would like to do that. Um, mm. Mm. So they're kind of uh, so you've you've got the, these pollinators. So they're plant sort of based alien sort of type. So you have like a interesting design there. No, no, they're, they're, they're sort of bipedal dudes. Bipedal species. Okay, pollinators on the planet. So the bees effectively ah, have died okay. out, and they've got to go and get some other oh. poll- some other pollinators to. That would be cool because the the, the the um the what's his name the um harvest obviously isn't coming in because uh mm. because they haven't got any pollinators and i mean that would be a great environmental message yep. to put into the episode as well you know the the idea that your foresight you could get like people saying oh back in the 21st century we had this exact same problem bees dying out blah 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 blah, blah. yeah oh i like that oh I, I do like that that's way better than what i had pitching there we go <laughs> Um, uh, for mine, Precious Cargo, um, uh, you know my fondness for making a two-parter out of nothing. So I am making this part one of the Precious Cargo two-parter, which feeds into Catwalk. Okay. Um, now, the idea for Catwalk is they eventually have to go through this what's it and they have to live in the, the Catwalk for a bit. Um, so I will be slightly changing that episode. Just, uh, just a tweak. But this episode, they go down to the planet they were setting up in the beginning of the episode and they find the Saurians the the lizard people for the first time it's first contact with the saurians so you're getting a bit of fan service bit of lead in you know it's the first time we found them um they've got uh precious eggs 
they are laying their eggs, their newborns, precious yeah. cargo. Um, there's a ship that was going to come and take them because they're they're somehow migratory. So there's a link to birds as well. So it it, it lets us know that these lizards were some one time birds. So you can feed into like the idea that dinosaurs became birds. You could have a whole flocks conversation. Again, Timey Wyman is talking about evolution and all this kind of stuff. They migrate between two planets and they they've had their young on this planet they've got to go to the other planet but uh, 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 there is this wave front which we will then confront in catwalk later on so that's where the wave front comes from um but there's no other ship that they have that's fast enough to do it other than this walk five human vessel so archer in you know terms of actually helping out this culture and to polk and talk about you know you know are we getting involved in something we shouldn't and all this sort of stuff bringing up other civilizations they've helped along the way and he said, look, we're just helping them do what they normally do. We are restoring the balance, if anything. So they take the precious cargo on board. It's more of a flock story, I suppose, than anything else, because you'll have something to do. But because we are transporting precious cargo, guess who I'm bringing into the episode? It's Travis. He can actually tell us about how to transport precious cargo. He will be in charge of how it's actually contained. Wow. He will he will be like the Saurians. He'll talk about his father, how he had to do a similar thing for someone else on their trade route. They had to pull out and it, you know, it, it took six weeks on their, their journey, but they took on all this stuff. We get a bit of backstory. It's believable. Um, Reed actually has nothing to do in this episode as far as uh, as everything. And he's just grumpy all the time and i just want a grumpy read like i've got nothing to shoot at it's really boring we're just transporting eggs all the time um so he's sort of taking out his frustrations uh, down in the torpedo room and he, he's like aligning torpedoes and stuff all stuff that will come into the next episode with catwalk um we get uh you know we could have hoshi sort of studying the saurian language there are scenes we could have with all this sort of stuff but really it is just setting up for the next episode in catwalk catwalk we get the same thing but then we get the same species that are going to come in in catwalk where they they want to hide on board the ship they've got to hide in the catwalk to avoid the radiation but they move the eggs obviously into the catwalk and um the species that are sort of going to take over the enterprise during that episode are actually looking for the saurians they're a predatory species on the saurians and now we're getting involved in kind of the political discourse on this and everything like that so i would have just tweaked it just a little bit to fit into the next episode and yeah make it a two-parter that's all i would have done it's i know it's silly i know we're not, nothing's going to happen from this i'm not going to be able to change time you're not going to be able to change time but it's always fun isn't it to to hatch a different episode um yeah, I like yours more though. I like no, the no, whole pollinators I, thing. I think, I think that's really good. Great. Yeah, I like that. Um, he has to say that, folks. I, I've already <laughs> no, said no, it in the no, envelope with the money. It's true. <laughs> I like yeah, the Saurians. That's a great idea, bringing the Saurians in. I just I like the idea of precious cargo being like their babies and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So we have you know, maternal instincts and we have all kinds of stuff coming in. The idea of families on starships, you could bring that up. You know, maybe it's a good idea. And Travis has a point of view on that. There we go. Uh, I just wanted to have Travis something to do. That's what it is. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, anything else for the for the alterations or expansions? No, that's it. I mean, to be honest, actually, the only thing is on the on the second viewing of of the, the the actual episode, if they could have just avoided that stuff, that creepy, you know, it's not a bad episode. It's much mm -hmm. better than I thought it was. Mm. If if you can get past or, or ignore or, or whatever it is you have to do, blank out <laughs> the stuff that is 
you know, awful. <laughs> so, yep. you know, it's, it's nearly there. Mm. It's nearly there, but that's all, you know, as far as, all, you know, alterations is don't be such puerile children, you know, and just make a decent episode. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to do. If ever there's a T-shirt for season two, I think that does seem to be the the theme we're going through is that just do a little bit more. Come on, just yeah. work a little bit harder. Yeah. Because um, none of the characters seem to be acting in the way they were supposed to or usually do. No. Um, you know, even Reed, where you said like he, he sort of met up with the guy and escorted him. Wouldn't Reed have sent like two security teams the other side to sort of pincer movement at the same point? You know, knowing Reed, knowing the fact yeah. he loves to shoot at stuff and he's yeah. distrustful of everybody, it just ah, oh, it just aggravates me when you see things not happening that way. That way, um, and yeah, at the very end when she gives him a kiss and and they're you know you can come to my planet anytime. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I love a good romance in a, in an episode or of any TV, but for some reason, Star Trek was the worst for getting romance oh, right. I hate romance. Really? Oh god, oh. yeah. <laughs> you see, I'm I'm the age of Buffy, so I was br- I was brought up on Buffy. So I love you've got Buffy, Buffy yeah. and Angels. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I, hate, I love all that. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's why I, I, I struggle with most dramas because you know, at some point, there's always like a little love feeling. Like, oh god. <laughs> my partner's like well what's wrong with you you know that's what people do but you know uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um, I, I'm a sucker for a romance story but unfortunately it, Star Trek just doesn't seem to get it right for me I don't know no. what it is um, there's very few instances where the romance is pro- proper for me for me the only time I think they pro- truly got it right was the O'Briens with Keiko mm. and Miles because they actually act, talk, work, and you know, fill the part of a married couple for me. I, it yes. just makes perfect sense. The way they argue, the way they resolve their arguments, all makes sense to me. Mm. Um, you know, even some of the big ones. You know, the Riker Troy and um, Jadzia and Worf never quite ring true for me. There's always aspects I don't quite believe how they work. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like. You know, Troy, Troy and Riker that I do like. I really do like their relationship, but there are some times where it's just a little bit mm. off. Mm. More so when they do some, something wrong with Troy's character. Yeah. When they do something wrong with Riker's, you know, you could, they always give a scene to Troy where she's okay with it. Yes. And I, it, it doesn't quite work out the other way around. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Anyway, that's that's a whole other conversation that we're going to have in six or seven years' time when we yeah. get to TNG. Um, yeah. Right. So we've done alterations, expansions, recommendations. I wonder where we're going to come on this one. Uh, Recommending to Star Trek fans. Do we recommend this episode to Star Trek fans? No. I was was thinking, how can I be funny about this? But no, just No. no. No, I'm not even going to expand on that. No, no. Nope. Uh, because because I've got so few notes on this, it's the one and few the times I've gone to IMDb to get some behind the scenes on what was going on. Even Brannon Bragger and Berman don't like this episode. Wow! And if if it's too bad for them, yes, and they produce some real stinkers, <laughs> they have. Yeah. Okay. So no, uh, and it's often voted apparently one of the worst episodes in all of Trek. Yeah. Not just Enterprise, but all of yeah. Trek. I think it deserves it. It deserves mm. to be there. 
so as a result, do we recommend to non-Star Trek fans? <laughs> no. 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 There's nothing here. There's there's no reason, is there? No no character is acting no. the way it's supposed to. It's not a good introduction. No. If people watch this, it could be an I quit Star Trek. It could be indeed, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> that's it for the episode. We have done that in 30 minutes. How about that? Um, really well. That's pretty crazy. Uh, even the seventh, I think we managed about 35 minutes. There, yeah. Uh, yeah. So all that remains is the setup for the next episode. Uh, remind the listeners how they can find you, where they can uh, get your uh, other podcast. Academic Trek 47 on Twitter. Um, and you can get the podcast Academic Trek wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. And yeah, of course, Temple Trek and our sister show Nexus Nights. So just uh, go over to the other show. We've got fewer listens on that one. So, you know, come on, come on over. We've got about 50 people who listen to the main show and about 20, 25 for our Nexus Nights. So come on, up we go, up we go. Right, setting up the next episode, because I'm so glad we're moving on from this one. Uh, Chrono Date, Season 3, Episode 38 of the podcast and Season 2, Episode 12. And we're going to go to Catwalk. Now, fingers crossed, we're going to be joined by Tyler from the two young for this trek um uh, oh cool uh, podcast if timey wimeyness allows because obviously his time zone he'll be sort of yep. in the mid-afternoon and he's got a new kid so uh he, you know he'll be all over the place if he can't join us it'll be the two of us um but it's one of the few episodes of, of enterprise he has seen now, it's gonna be okay. really interesting for us because mm. we won't be allowed to talk about other episodes he hasn't seen so ah. as we're talking about catwalk, we're going to have to contain our conversation like we're in a catwalk. See what I did there? <laughs> um, and just talk about that episode with not trying to spoil too much mm. for Tyler. So this is the first time for Temple Trek not doing callbacks. Yeah. So not talking about stuff we've already seen. Uh, and if we do, we'll just do what they do on Temple Trek and tell him to take his headphones off. There you go. Um, yes. but there we go. So join us next time. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Yep, we will indeed. Thank you. And uh, catwalk. Yes, mm. um, uh, I think our um, our uh, opinions differ on this one. Yeah, I have jumped ahead, and I've actually seen this episode. But yeah, me too. I yeah, I kind of enjoy it. I kind of enjoy it. I think there's something about it that it's weird. It's not a perfect episode. It's not a great episode of Star Trek. But there's something about the concept, the idea of hiding in the water, say, that just, I don't know, it just does something in my brain. That I was like, mm. eh, I like that, I like that. And what about Chef? I know, we're going to get to see, quote, Almost air quotes, see, Chef. Yeah. chef. Um, yeah. Yeah, we get to see his legs at least, that's the main thing. We do. The man's got, the man's got good legs. <laughs> He's uh, got good legs, yeah. <laughs> we've got to get all our talk about Catwalk out now where we can reference other things because we don't, yeah, we can't let it out for, for Tyler. Um, right, well, cool. we will see you next yes. time. bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search The Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, 
If you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Excellent.